0: Come Stop and take a trip down on my block Come on. where you see hidden potential. Young minds sharper than Gensu and ain't afraid to speak their mind if they got, they got something so against you. No. we standing with you, we tackle issues like civic pride. Hate will cease to exist, let's put our differences aside. From my side to your side, from Dutch town to south side, from Rose to north side, from Benton Park to old north, no. the west end, the west side. We bless when we step out we stand down, rise up, stand together, wise. Wow.
1: Wow. This is Stitchcast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri.
0: This week, our Stitchcast sits down with Larry Morris of the Ill Finance to discuss the effects of violence in music in this special live edition of Stitchcast Studio. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story Stitchers, Story
2: Stitchers. Thank you everybody under the sound of my voice for tuning in to another episode of Stitch Cast Studio. I'm your host Brandon Lewis and I am accompanied by several members of our Stitch Cast. How you feeling? I'm doing good. How you doing, bro? I'm great. I'm
1: blessed to be here.
2: Hey yo. Uh, I'm feeling good. Yo, 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 I'm feeling good. Fire, fire. Now today on this particular episode, we, we, we've done a few episodes in the last couple months where we have talked about youth and violence, you know what I'm saying? Youth and sadness or whatnot. And today we want to kind of mix it up a little bit. We want to talk about the violence in music. I'm sure that that conversation is going to be steered toward hip-hop or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to get into an in-depth conversation about the violence that's in music and whether or not it affects the listeners or whether or not it has a correlation with the violence in the real world. Now, that being said, we introducing a very special guest to help us have this conversation. A very qualified guest, might I add. We got Mr. Larry Morris of the Ill Phonics. How you feeling? I'm I'm good. good. Thank you, sir. sir. Thank you for being here. before we get into the heavy stuff can you uh, just tell us a little bit about your experience as a musical artist and then uh, I I feel like once you're a musical artist you're kind of always a musical artist but then your transition from the creation and performing of music no longer being the forefront of what you were trying to accomplish
3: yeah so I've been MC'ing since I was 13. I have no problem throwing out my age, I'm 38. So I've been MC'ing since I was 13. I grew up in U-City, music was big. I was telling the fellas before we got started, I was kind of coming of age when St. Louis hip hop kind of blew up, like it was blowing up. (laughs) So I was kind of blessed to be around a lot of individuals on the music scene and just really develop it. I went off to college to get my degree in audio engineering, and while I was there with one of my buddies, I decided to kind of create a group in college to really expand upon my knowledge in the audio and just my musical background, because growing up in UC, everybody plays an instrument. It's what we do, it's what how we live. And that leads to the creation of Ilphonic's in 2006, And while I was doing that music and being an MC, we started to tour, we got all over the country, we couldn't find people to really help us. So I had to learn how to book shows, I had to understand marketing, I had to really get out in the community and really work to build our reputation, not only locally, but we were doing this in Kansas City, we were doing this in Chicago, we were doing this all over the country. And in that, I earned a skill set that pulled me into other circles. So I started helping build out festivals. I started helping build community around music and over the years I just acquired these different skills working across disciplines So not just music, I'm working with visual artists, I'm working with poets That it ended up landing me in the space of Chris Hansen at the Cranesburg Arts Foundation He was watching my progression over time Mm. and to kind of wrap it up because it can be a long story and so many paths on it um in the last couple of years i was crossing his path a lot and the position opened up in our foundation and he was like you really should apply for it and was qualified for it and i ended up here and now i work with residents all across st louis just lifting their projects and understanding music infrastructure the industry and all that but i never left the hip-hop world, so another piece is I do songwriting, I do uh-huh. sync work, i right. had music on power and everything else, Fire, getting placements. Uh-huh. Yeah. so yeah, just not placement. MCing now, if they call me from LA and say we need a thing for this or whatever, I get in the studio, make it happy, usually within 24 hours, and hopefully it lands, and go right. you know, from there
2: fire 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 that's dope that's dope so can you speak to a little bit of and we, we gonna get into the uh violence and all of that in hip-hop right but um when you say that you couldn't find anybody to help you all with doing that stuff are you saying that you couldn't find somebody that was trustworthy or somebody that was qualified it's real hard to find trustworthy qualified people was that the hard part about it or what when you say you couldn't find nobody what do you mean it
3: was kind of both and it was a lot of that and it was a lot of the fact that I was raised in hip-hop by my big cousin his name's Ill Spitter he's well known amongst the older MC's in uh-huh. St. Louis and just my background and how I was raised I don't talk about things I don't live uh-huh. and in my era growing up if you talk big street talk you better be ready to walk down the block and back up uh-huh. that street talk so for me Self-preservation is a thing, right? Right, right. But on top of that, I was a technical MC. I guess you could say I was one of the lyrical miracles, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And I was fine with that. And because I didn't really subscribe to a particular sound, it always didn't get support locally. So because I didn't want to talk about guns and violence and all that, don't get me wrong, I have my rats where I'm like, we can go out and you know, I'll go southpaw with you, it's fine. <laughs> But it was never one of those things where I really immersed myself in just that type of mindset because Uh I knew what that attracted. Right. And I was seeing that from people my age, especially individuals who really didn't live that life. So I didn't get a lot of support in that. Like, oh, that's that lyrical, nobody want to hear that. You know what I mean? But then on the other side of it is because we were a different group at that time. We didn't have people who knew how to market us. Like, we weren't something that you can just go and put on MTV. We really had a unique sound. So out of necessity, it led me to say, you know what, if you won't show me how to do it, I'll figure it out. So I jumped over on the rock scene. like, can I help book? I learned everything about booking and brought it back to the group, you know. Mm. I started looking at other models in other cities of other groups that were different and saying, how can I do that, or how can I take that what they're doing and build a fan base an authentic fan base so what i did was we played shows for the people who wanted to hear it Mm -hmm. and five became 10 and 10 became 50 and we created our own group around that so it was both because i had a different sound at the time and because nobody really knew how to market us at Uh that time
0: Hey, what's going on everybody? It's that time again. Time for another Stitchcast Studio Art Center That's right, it's time to pick the city up. This week, we have a story Stitch's original song entitled, Not Another One.
1: And follow-
4: Get the memo when I say Mo. I say Missouri. Listen close Do my theory. Seem like more problems, more sirens. Say most sirens, most sirens. Misery silence doesn't exist. Ball up your fists, building the power, open your hand. calling a couple for making a plan. Illegal weapons don't be testing. Watch your hair. When you step in, that's distressing. Keeping track of the deaf man. Do many eyes be squinting. How you hating, Don't even know another victim. One I say Never knew it no. could resort to this. Ponus killing no purposes. A long
3: track of dead corpses. This will change metamorphosis. I don't want people to know the loo. As a place where people shoot, or a place where People lose, or a place where cops are bruised. Show me safe and let's show them then that disputes don't have to end with a life that has to end. These streets they can't be cleansed, it just started with just me and you. With this power, it could all be through. This world sick, it has to flu. Let's make a change starting with the loo. Concentration, lead the dedication in the order. Dedicate, you need some patience. Think about these situations. It could be another life saving. Living life where a always silence, Watch the news, another man dying. Faith the faction, stand up.
4: Change the world and man up. You, you need- to know you need to care, you need to act and take it back. Not another one falling victim to the gun cloud. Not another one, not another one, not another one, not another one. know You need to care, you need to act and take it back. Not another one falling victim to the gun cloud. Not another one, not another one, not another one, not another one. Not another one down, not another one dead. The guns, yeah, lead to the fence Gotta put the gun down, lead where it's found and gotta leave out the bounce Gotta the violence, and stop it now Not another one dead, not another one down Pop one, I'm not addicted to the sound Pop, 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 pop. not another one down Call the fence like looking at time. Gave you a choice but you pick up the nine Not another one dead, Now another one down We, we, be, we, we been there and we back again Killing people just to gain friends Drop the gun and pick up a book Can't read a sentence, wanna play crook You a sad boy cause you ain't a man Your life goes shot without a plan Think you down cause you're down to rob Ain't making money, ain't got a job You another one, you can change that Yeah, it's all different Cause 'Cause the the pain back You heard the boys and so you ran You another one and I'm not a fan You need to know, you need to care, you need to act Can't take it back, not another one Falling victim to the gun clap Not another one Not another one
1: Not another one Not another one
4: Care, you need to act, can't take
2: it back, not another one, victim to the not another one, not another one, not another one, But going back into uh, the core of hip-hop, you talked earlier about how like in your area or where you were from, when you talked a certain thing, you had to really be about that thing or whatever, mm-hmm. so what's your view on how hip-hop at least seems to be saturated with violence right now. What's your view on the state of hip-hop?
3: Ooh, that's a slippery slope, but I'll say this. I think it's by design now.
2: Mm, right.
3: um, and I think we've lost ownership in our music mm-hmm. where we can control what that narrative looks like. I have to be fair. Because there are people who are in hip-hop that do live a certain life and they are only speaking to what they know. But the problem that I have with hip-hop or rap music is hip-hop is many things. It's DJing, it's break dancing, so let's focus on rap music. What I will say about rap music is we've lost balance. And balance is necessary in everything in life. We need the rapper who's telling you that the streets are real and you can get it out here. We also need the rapper that's having a good time and expressing that as well. Uh-huh. Another thing I think was interesting in hip hop or rap music in particular is we don't always talk about the ramifications of an action. Mm. I love rappers who talk the street stuff, but the ones I love, like let's use DMX. If you really listen to the album, yeah, he done murdered everything and the the his mental health is now deteriorating and he's lost his friend in a whole scheme they set up. Everything you hear now is violence, 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 violence. And what does that play out like in our community? Because we know in our community that we are very tapped into our culture and our music. So young folks are hearing that and they're not getting both sides of it. They're getting one of it. And it's scary because it used to be the art was imitating life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now life is imitating the art. And it's a dangerous situation for young folks who have impressionable minds. Because science says that your brain isn't developed until you're about 25. You still have some time. So when you have a 16-year-old who's hearing Draco, 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 you know what I'm saying? ARs, Glocks with the switch and all that, and they think they're young. We were all 16 and 18. I didn't make the best decisions then. I was very impressionable. That's a dangerous scenario. It's a very real thing that we have to really consider. And how do we take that back and do what you all are doing and saying there's other options, right? This, it doesn't have to be one thing,
2: you know? For sure. For
3: it's sure. not either or, it's
2: both and. Most of uh, what's, what's your view on, the, uh, on how violent rap music is right now?
1: I will say I think there's kind of an unfair highlight. Because there are actually still a lot of rappers or artists that are in hip-hop that don't talk about that mm-hmm. that talk about you know going to school trying to take care of their family the struggles of everyday life it's also on us as the consumer uh, because the industry is just gonna look out for what's making money right and if all we listening to is people killing each other or I made several stacks by selling this then that's what's making money so we kind of have to shift what we consume, and what we think is important as well Uh, because a lot of, a lot of that aggression and violence is behind um, kind of this facade of, you're going to respect me. You know, I did this to get here, it's mine now. So like, yes, we respect you, you made it. You don't have to keep doing that though. So I don't know how we can get (laughs) the community to start making a shift to more positive music or more balanced music at least like he said but that's kind of what i think a solution would be let me piggyback
3: off that because i want to lift up the first thing that she said am i correct rap music has sub genres just like rock and roll and other forms of music mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. isn't trap you know what i mean or drill or whatever you want to say but what do they market right. you know and a thing that's important to know is that labels understand something important we are most impressionable when we are young. That's why you notice the push is to put music in front of you at a very young age. Because studies say that around 30, we stop looking for new music. I know at 38, I don't look for a lot of new music. If I get introduced to somebody new, it's probably a little cousin. One oh. of y'all rolling, playing something. I'm like, what's that song? Right, you know? right, right, But they know that if I get you built in early, Got you and you'll probably keep those listening habits as you age For sure. but to your point to lift up what you're saying right that's multiple sub genres of music but what are we putting well not we but what are they putting dollars behind so that's right. real
2: how much responsibility falls on on the artists to make sure that they putting out music that ain't gonna do nothing crazy or whatever versus parents or whatever who who should who should you know what i'm saying be policing what kids are listening to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like alright, so, 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 and, I, and I, I wanna hear from all of y'all. To me, it made a lot of sense when, you know, back in the day when you had to buy an album in order to listen to it or what, and, and all the radio versions was clean and all of that, you know what I'm saying? So it was a lot easier to censor music from impressionable young people than it is now, whereas it's kind of available everywhere, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, kinda, I, get, I understand saying it's on the parent to make sure that the kid is not consuming things that's not meant for them, but it's almost impossible to keep them from consuming whatever they want, yeah. given how available everything is. And so for everybody, how much of that is the responsibility of the artist? How much is that? How much of that is the responsibility of the parent?
5: I think it's both. It's, it's responsibility in the consumer, because if you're listening to this type of music, 9 times 10 is by choice. It's not because you just accidentally press on a song and it sounds good. No, 9 times 10 you're looking at it by choice, so it's also on the consumer, but it's also on a rapper. Because, back to what she was saying with music choice, rappers have a choice to rap about what they want to, and it's completely their responsibility. You have rappers they listen to other rappers like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the type of rapper that raps about guns, drugs and stuff. But also, you have those type of rappers or the type of rappers that are in it for the short term. They're not really in it for long term. Long term artists, you see how artists can develop over time. The thing is, people don't listen to that because they're worried about being short term rappers instead of long term rappers. When you get long term, you see your music change, growth. You start to recognize, oh, he's talking about something else. He's not talking about what he was talking about in his last project or his last song. He's growing as an artist. Let's see how far he grows. For sure. How y'all feel about it? I think it's
6: a 50-50. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like what uh, what bro was saying. Uh, it's up to the parents to, you know, make sure what they want their kids to hear is, is what they want to hear. But like you said, it is kind of impossible. Mm-hmm. Um. I think as far as like the artist side of things, if you're wanting to, I guess, be some type of role model, you know, you gotta, like you said, be about it, show it, you know, examples and stuff like that, and just, I guess, make it known that even though you're rapping about this type of lifestyle or whatever, there's still other ways, you know, you ain't gotta be like how I'm talking or or whatever. I really just think it's it's more it's more of a, a personal type of thing, you yeah. we, we it's don't all subjective. Yeah, it's, sure. it's subjective is what I'm is what I'm for getting sure. at. So it's like you don't really know if a if a certain rapper has the mindset to even be most, a most role that. model.
2: Most of we
6: don't know, you know, sure, like sure. maybe they just like having fame maybe they just in it
2: for the money or whatever uh-huh. and not for the community most of which brings which brings another interesting point because like you like you said music is pushed toward the younger people because those are the ones that's uh impressionable but i think it's also pushed by a lot of the artists that's hot right now is the younger ones or whatnot you know what i'm saying all right so 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 and let me look, just disclaimer as an artist i feel a bit of a responsibility in the things that i say you know so i know this is going to be heard i know that somebody's going to take this some type of way i feel a sense of responsibility in the things that i put out that being said a lot of the artists that's popping right now are like 16 years old is it fair to ask a 16 year old to be a role model for you know what i'm saying a, a role model for for society and and even further like like even if i'm a adult you know what i'm saying if, if i've never been a role model or if i had no desire to be a role model is it fair to expect me to be one
1: piggybacking off what you were saying earlier about like whose responsibility is it i feel like most of the responsibility falls on the consumer because I think what we forget as people is that these artists are also just people.
6: people huh? They're very, you know, very
1: regular they have the same desires to be loved and for attention and have money and be stable and whatever form that they take to get that. And so, you know, 9 times out of 10, like no, I'm pretty sure they don't want to be a role model or want millions of people to follow. But yeah, so um, no for the most part, no, it's not their responsibility, but it would be nice for them to be self-aware that after a certain period of time that yes, you have a platform you you do, whether you like it or not have a very big influence on a large uh, populace of people so whatever you do what you like, how you act, what you say, very much matters and influences the behaviors of a lot of people, so we're just kind of hoping that they'll be self-aware but in a sense it's not really their responsibility to do it
5: it depends on what type of rapper you are what type of artist you are if you're the type of rapper who who thinks of themselves as i'm a leader then you should lead by example and if you know that you're doing something wrong then yeah it's your responsibility if you say to yourself i'm going to be a leader for my community and you're writing about drugs and guns and people killing each other and you killing people you're setting an example for people to kill each other and sell drugs and use violence. But if you know, also it's not necessarily responsibility of the rapper to be like, oh, my music kills people. So what? Because mm. some people look at their fans like, oh, my fan base is smart enough to know not to do this stupid stuff. And if you are, you should probably stop listening to my music. That's how some people look at stuff. Mm.
3: I, I, it's, it's a layer cake. It really is. For so, and it's, for it's so. very complex. Yeah. And I'm very yeah. fair. If I'm a 16 year old, let's just use this example, because there's a multiple. Because there's artists that don't come from a struggle that make money off of a struggle. It's unfortunate, but it's reality. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I'm a 16 weird. or 17 year old who grew up in a bad neighborhood and money is being found through making music, I'm not in a mindset of I'm poisoning a kid. I'm in a mindset of I'm feeding my mother. Mm-hmm. It is—is is it right morally? Probably not. But what's my option? Can I be mad at that kid about that? No. But at the same time, it's a slippery slope because we know how that impacts our community, right? And how another 16 or 17 year old is impressionable enough to think that well, if you make you got the beats over here and we. Okay, you know, we gonna do it the same way. So it's tricky, right? I also think with this, what makes it more nuanced as well is every household is different. Yep. Mm. I had a mother who was like, you can listen to that, uh-huh, but the reality is when you do that, I will kill you. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that was my household, right? So I understood that this is just It's fiction. You know, it's, okay, I I know I ain't about to live that life. I think another thing that's important too is who does the music resonate with? As you get older, your taste in music changes. And I have younger folks around me. I'm listening to stuff. Man, what's this old man stuff you listening to? I ain't trying to hear that, you know what I mean? I get it, because when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, I felt the same way. As you get older, you typically will love what you listen to, but you understand that there's a balance. And I think you kind of spoke to that as well. You know, eventually the good artists, they grow and you can grow with them. And I think this is an important piece. Hip hop is turning 50 years old this year.
1: Word. Mm, for
3: the first time, we are starting to see more older people lasting in hip hop, it's maturing. Because if you think about it for a lot of young artists, they have a very short shelf life. You got maybe a one, two, at most three year run, then it's on to the next, right? But that's by design, right? And things change. So I got this one, two, three year run, I'm gonna run it up, right? If this is what's hot in the streets, I gotta make this money. I gotta get it while I can, cause once I'm out, I'm out, you know? But this is the problem with this mindset. Stats, show. look this up. The average rapper is dying before the age of thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Think about how crazy that is. Twenty-five, yeah. for real. Yeah,
6: 25. literally, yeah. the
3: number was twenty-seven.
6: It was yeah. twenty-seven. Years. Yeah, yeah it was it twenty-seven? They lured it mm-hmm. right.
3: Yeah. So you didn't make forty million dollars, but you'll never get to enjoy it because of a lifestyle that you're choosing to betray and push. Sure. Mm-hmm. You're dead behind it, you know. Yeah. And so, like I said, it's a layer cake. And you know, we would like in the ideal world for our labels in these places to be more mindful of that but they are banks they're just making money Are you hot on tiktok you got that many followers and we can make this money let's market this and get it you know what i mean so i think everybody on the stage is right it's a very nuanced situation parents can do a better job of regulating their children perhaps I want a 16 or a 17 year old because I want you all to know the Black Panther Party was started by individuals who were in college. They were young. They were not 40 or 50 years old. Martin Luther King and them started when they were just out of high school and college. So 15, you,
6: Yeah. 15. You,
3: are, you lead movements. You all are leading the movement. Y'all ain't like 95 years old, you <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, I can't be mad at you all because you're still young and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Felt felt as we started talking, it kind of seemed like we had kind of just come to the assumption, or or just kind of like took the position that the things that you write in your music impacts the listener. But is there anybody that feels like no, nah, music is just entertainment? You know, what I'm saying like, like so. When we were prepping for the podcast, one of the videos that we watched, they were having a similar, they were having a debate as to whether or not street rap actually impacts people and inspires them to live street lives and, and commit crimes and whatnot and this one guy said why Why do people try to pick on hip-hop it's true. when if you, if you if you watch a movie that, that like 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 you you know it's a movie if you watch a show you know it's a show and I, I felt like you know there's a First of all, I, feel, I still feel like hip hop is rooted in reality or at least it's supposed to be. It at least it way. was initially, right? Yeah. So uh rap music was being rooted in reality and even even when they are lying about it. We even even so 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 if it's a street rapper that's claiming they're a street rapper but they're not really a street rapper even if that's not his story I know that's somebody's story mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I, I, even even when you pretending that you live that life I know it's people out here that really live that life I feel like some artists have a tendency to you know with hip-hop the, the line between reality and fiction is blurred like like it's, 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 it's basically not there you know what I'm saying so when you push a certain narrative or whatnot, you know what I'm saying you you have to know that people are buying into a future uh let it slip out that he's been sober for a couple years 100% and, and people got on him like why would you still be making this type of music if this is not your lifestyle no more and he said I didn't want y'all to stop buying my music you know what I'm saying so it's like you know you know that they think that you're actually out here doing this and they're following you because they want to be like you you know what I'm saying they think that the, the, you know acting toxic or whatever drinking whatever makes them like you and so that's what they are doing and so for you to make the conscious decision that you're not doing that anymore, it means that you know that the damage that it was doing to you and decided mm-hmm. to make a decision to make mm-hmm. yourself better, mm-hmm. yeah. which yeah. makes sense. But you're now intentionally leading people down that bad path that you yourself has t- have turned away from.
3: I think it's important to mention, though, because you brought up a good point as well. Rock music has a lot of toxic elements in it as well. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think the difference between hip-hop, though, and the rock element is... And this is my theory. It can be a wrong theory, but it's my theory. I feel for a long time in our community, we had really visible leaders Uh and strong people who we used as our North Star to really guide us in moral ways. And just we had those visible leaders. History shows that they were systemically killed. Right. They were eliminated. J. Edgar Hoover said the greatest threat to American society is the rise of a black Messiah. This is you can go read this for you. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, word for word.
3: What ends up happening to us is that we created so much of American culture, mm-hmm. especially music. Name a genre of music that does not go back to something that we <laughs> did create. Always.
5: It's impossible.
3: Can't
1: think of
3: one. You can't think it's of impossible. one. So we are tied into our culture so heavily that that culture is now leading us in a different sort of way. We we revere our artists. You know what I mean? You don't you dare say anything about Beyonce. You hear me? You know we love our artists and our art. Our arts lead us so much, and that's a beautiful thing because I feel like music is an escape, right? It is entertainment for me. If it's entertainment or it's not, you're right, you know. But at the same time, when you are out here trying to survive and you may not have a stable household, because I don't like to buy into this narrative of it's just single parent households. It's a lot of good black folks. They got both parents in their house. So I don't subscribe to that. But if you're in a struggle and you're trying to figure it out, music Mm -hmm. might be that outlet, right? And so if you're inspired by that, it can lead you down many roads. It could be a situation where I hear what a person does and I'm like, I don't want to live that life, that ain't for me. You know what I mean? But it also can be like, I got to get it how I live. So I say all that to say that music has always been a powerful part of our culture. Think about it, it was one of the only ways we could express ourselves without talking because we get killed behind it. You know. I gotta communicate, I'm running away from this plantation. So I'm gonna do it through the rhythm of a drum, you know, right, right. or the chant of a song. So I just think it's just tied to us in a different way. But we also are a group of people that anything we do, it's under a microscope in ways that when they do it, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the era when the school shootings start, what were they listening to? I know, cause I went to school with people who was listening to that music. I'm like, this is a little on the dark side right oh. here. Is it not influencing them as well? Right. So it goes both ways. For sure. Yeah, I, th- I think it's also because like when you from like that community or like what like rappers talk about, I think it has a, like a more greater effect on you because like I can hear about a rapper like talking about shooting up somebody's house. Like I can I hear that, then like once I come back down, like I know a few people around the area that had their house house shut up. So like it's it's a it's a weird thing to like kind of
2: disconnect from when it like that's kind of your reality Mm -hmm. that's a good point Yeah. I
1: wanted to ask you a question Mm -hmm. Um, or what is is your stance on people or on like artists who like heavily feed into a certain personality trait and then kind of discard it when it gets problematic to keep up or when they want to protect themselves
3: see and that's a that's a very good question so I'll speak personally my father ran the streets My mother was around it. The code of ethics that I live by is different than today's code of ethics. You don't talk about anything you don't do. And if you do talk about it, you're ready to back it up. So, we go into the conversation of snitching. Let's talk about this, right? Because this comes up a lot. The way snitching was defined to me is if if we live in the neighborhood and she manicures her lawn or whatever and i'm outside of her house selling drugs and she calls the police on me that is not snitching she's a concerned citizen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she has the right to call the police on me every time i have to live with the consequences of that because i chose a life if me and you run the street and we decide that we're gonna go hit that commerce bank right and i snitch on you and i get caught and i knew the rules when i did that and I tell on you then that's niche. Mm-hmm. Now let me be clear. I'm not endorsing criminal activities. I'm not endorsing going to do that. Please don't do that. That's not yeah. what I'm here <laughs> for. What I'm saying is, everything is mixed up because you have these artists that are talking about things that they really don't know nothing about because half of them really don't live that life. You don't know what it is to be from that. You don't know what it is to be from the trenches. You ain't really from poverty, bruh. You're not from that. And I can even say as a person who grew up under some hard circumstances, there's some of you all in this room that lived harder circumstances than me. That's real life. So with that being the case and whatnot, I think it's very cowardly when you put other people on a trajectory then when you get caught up in it bites you then you get to escape from it right well yeah well all these little kids is dead now but I'm gonna go back to my house over in Clayton and I'm good you know what I mean mm. but a lot of people aren't thinking like that mm. they just trying to cash check yeah. you know and we get hurt behind it right yeah. and we have to go in the community and say hey that ain't the way to be Well, we have to go put somebody in the casket and put them in the ground, because I'm for sure everybody in this room has been affected by gun violence in some way. So I don't encourage that. And that's my moral stance. If you don't do it, don't talk about it. And if you're going to talk about it, talk about the repercussions that come along with it. Be fair in how you share that story. Because the 15-year-old ain't going to understand, well, you know, I can go get a gun and do this, and it's all good. This ain't Call of Duty, bruh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you get killed, that's it. Ain't no do overs, no miracles, and bringing you back. You out of here. Ain't no
6: respawn. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and it's <laughs> real.
2: Yeah. Everybody under the sound of my voice, I want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitch Cast Studio. We hope you found this insightful, maybe a little entertaining, but most of all that you've walked away knowing something that you didn't know when you uh, came to listen. We want to thank you so much for listening. If you're in between the ages of 16 and 24, wondering how you can join our Stitch Cast family, or if you just want to know what Story Stitches is doing next, we encourage you to go to our website, storystitches.org, that has all the information that you could possibly handle. Thank y'all so much, and
0: we out. This cast studio live is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. Story Stitchers is supported in part by The Lewis Prize for Music 2021 Accelerator Award The mission of the Lewis Prize is to partner with leaders Who create positive change by investing in young people through music Additional support for Stitchcast Studio and Story Stitchers programs Is provided by The Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Preventing Grant of 2023 Trio Foundation Deaconess Foundation And the Arts and Education Council St. Louis Story Stitchers and the Center is supported in part by Cranberg arts foundation as a resident organization thank you for listening they say who that but you already knew that that beat them story stitches story stitches story stitches story stitches story stitches, story stitches.